0: Paulie Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hey, welcome to the pod where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And really, I think that comes down to making little choices throughout the day to help us make our moment better, right? And, and today we're gonna to get into that a little bit when we talk about uh, how we work from home, how we help our kids manage their school workload, and juggle all the things, all the changes that have been going on this last year for most of us. You know, I've worked from home for 25 years. Uh, I'm a writer, so it, it's been real easy to set up at the computer, and I have an office, a designated bedroom is an office. But things have really changed this year in many ways, right? But when my husband began working at home, uh, now he's home part of the week working. I have a teenager doing school in the corner of the living room. At first, it was hard to settle in, the three of us. Now they are mostly into it, and I am kind of reconfiguring My routine around all that. When I started working from home all those years ago, um, it was a matter of cost. I was a self employed writer. I just left an office job. I didn't want to pay to rent an office. And I was seen as kind of a slacker. It was kind of a luxury. Oh, must be nice. You're working from home. And I didn't always feel that way. I was, I think, to run any business. Wherever you work, you have to be disciplined, you have to manage your time, and there wasn't much, there weren't many people talking about that stuff. So when I read Laura Vanderkam's book, um, well, several of her books, one is off the clock, but the one really struck me was The New Corner Office, and she gets into all this stuff I knew. I'm like, I'm bringing her on. There's people trying to figure out these things, just like I did 20 years ago. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you so much for putting into words some of these things that we're thinking about, right? Because people think, well, it's cool. You wake up, you stay in your pajamas, you go, it's, it's more complicated than that to stay focused and get the job done at home.
1: Yeah, I mean, working from home is still working. Uh, it may look a little <laughs> bit different, but I know that I've been surely as productive as I would have been in a traditional office or a traditional workplace. And I know that a lot of people are
0: discovering that over the past few months as well. Based on the research you have in the book, you found that people are really leaning into it, that they're really liking it once they get settled a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it makes sense because commutes, uh, there's some interesting time use research finding that commutes are the most miserable point Mm -hmm. of anyone's day. Uh, The average person is their lowest happiness when they are in the morning commute. Uh, The afternoon commute is a little bit better because at least you come home at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But these are you know, the most miserable moments of the day. And so when you get rid of that from people's lives right there, there's um, a a massive happiness boost. Um, People when they are working from home can generally work how they work best. Um, You know, you can have the temperature at your happy place. Often you can be a little bit more flexible of what the hours are. So if you want to take a longer break in the middle of the day or start early or, you know, start later and end later, all of those things are more possible than when you're in an office with pretty strong group time norms. That said, I mean, a lot of people are not experiencing the, the total bliss of working from home these days because <laughs> their other family members or roommates are also working from home. So some of the uh, quiet aspects or the uninterrupted aspects are, are a bit missing. But I do hope that long term they will be there.
0: That's been the biggest shift for me, you know, it, it's having other people around sharing the space. So when I run out to get a cup of coffee, somebody's talking to me or uh, they're, they're knocking on the door and, and that's been the adjustment. But my husband, who really was opposed to working at home, did not want to do it. Um, he's finding he's getting much more done before noon because there aren't the constant interruptions and the so-called meetings that he has to walk to for 10 minutes across his facility. And the commute, like you said, he's more relaxed. He goes straight to work and he's focused when he gets to the, the back room. And it's been an interesting shift for us.
1: Yeah, I imagine so. And, and there's been some interesting surveys finding that, um, of the people who have had to start working from home since March, a majority would like to continue in some capacity. Uh, you know, not everyone wants to do it five days a week, and that sure. makes sense. And a lot of organizations aren't going to support doing it five days a week because there are certainly things that do need to get done in person. Um, but I think a lot of people will be exploring more of a hybrid model where people are in the office two to three days per week and at home two to three days per week, or maybe in the office one week a month and home the rest of the time.
0: Do employers need to be worried about this shift. I have a friend who's in a very traditional job, and um, this is something she's always wanted to do, and her manager has always said, no, 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 we need you here. Well, guess what? She's actually still meeting her quotas and doing all the things she needs to do during this time, even with her kids at home. And now he's very open to the idea. Do you think from the top down, we're seeing a shift in the way we operate? Well, we kind of have
1: to, because um, like your friend's manager, many people were just convinced it wouldn't work. I mean, that their employees would, if they were allowed to work from home, they'd just watch netflix all day right Right. like that that's the idea and and so you can see that implication in what work from home arrangements were approved it was almost always people who'd been with the organization several years right um people who were saying like they needed more work-life balance so it's like oh these aren't the people who are really in the running for the big job so it's okay right like you know we can take their let them take their feet off the gas for a little bit and it was always friday that was approved. Mm -hmm. And Friday is generally seen as the least productive day of the week. So the idea is that, well, you're not really working. So at least we're going to minimize the opportunity cost if you're working from home. And I'd had business leaders say things to me like, oh, you know, remote work, an interesting future trend we should be aware of. I mean, I guess if you want to sell certain sorts of office furniture or whatever, but that would never work for us. Right. And and then March happened and and all those people learned that, yes, it can work for you if your choice is going out of business or letting your employees work from home. Guess what? You figure out how you can make it work. And so you know, the, the horse is out of the barn now. It's, it's really hard to say, well, well, we've you know made our numbers for the last six months, even in a down economy, but somehow it's impossible to let our employees work from home. Uh, so I think you're, you're just gonna have people forcing the issue. I mean, I'm sure there are gonna be some holdouts who as soon as it is allowed in their particular jurisdiction will require people to be back in the office. But if they are not careful, they're going to see an exodus of the people who have a choice because a lot more employers are going to be open to it. Um, Certainly many places have said, you know, we're open to it for at least the next year. Uh, And, and if that's the case, like your, your employees who want to keep working from home, will find somebody who is willing to let them do
0: that. Mm -hmm. You bring up two things in the new corner office, uh, your newest book that really struck me. And one is, I wanna get into the mindset a little bit about how we start shaping our workday at home or or getting better at it. One is manage the task, not the time. And this other one kind of dovetails into that for me and that's finding a rhythm. So manage the task, not the time and find a rhythm for your workday. Can you get into that? What does that look like on a daily basis?
1: So much of work um, structure and management has historically been centered around time. You know, what is a workday? Well, it's nine to five. It's people and desks from nine to five. And, you know, somebody who comes in late is seen as a slacker. Like if you're leaving early, people wonder what's going on. Um, and, and even in very progressive offices, that can be the case. Like, you know, people will give you a funny look. Like there may not be set hours you're required to be there, but people sort of expect certain things. It's very centered around time. And when you work from home, that's just less of, a possibility there's no commute book ending the day and so time can become very amorphous in terms of what you are mm-hmm. doing and so long term I think it's better to manage by task rather than time. so a honest day's labor is you accomplishing a certain number of steps, certain number of tasks on your way to your and your organization's goals. and what this can look like is um, you know you and your manager or you and your direct report setting, challenging, but doable task list for the week or for the day, if it's that more sort of work. Um, And then when you are done with those things, you are done. Um, And it doesn't really matter what time it is. If you happen to finish at 4 p.m., you are not under any obligation to sit there, (laughs) you know, Uh for another hour, twiddling your thumbs, deleting email newsletters, um, because it's not acceptable to leave. I mean, you know, it's been a good day's labor because you've done what you were supposed to do. And you know, you know people say well what if people get done at 9:30 in the morning? Well generally they won't. Like if you have half a brain as right. both a manager as as a person who's got um, ambitions, you're going to set lists that are challenging enough that they're going to take about 8 hours. Like you can learn pretty quickly what amount of work fits within 8 hours. But that's not what you're necessarily aiming for. It's like, this is what would make a good day. And if I've done those things, then I know I have had a good day.
0: And I generally find when I talk to people about this, that they want to have a good day, right? They want to feel satisfied and have meaning in their work and not just be sitting at the computer, like you said, because it's it's 4.30 and they have a half hour to go.
1: Yeah. And the key that, reason this is important with working from home is it's really hard to feel like you have done something if you haven't (laughs) like it's just so much more obvious if you haven't gotten anything done because when you're commuting to an office and commuting home that book end of the day like you've shown up you've shown your face and so you feel like you have done something even if you really haven't Um, and if you aren't doing that then it can feel very um you know i I don't know what the word is here i'm trying to come up with it but it, it doesn't feel very good right that you you know feel unproductive you feel like nothing's getting done Whereas if you have a set list of things, like these are the things I'm setting out to do today, these challenging but doable task lists, then you have that sense of accomplishment, right? That you have um, made progress, and progress is incredibly motivational. Um, and, you know, it gets at the whole rhythm thing. Like, you know, you learn what is a good amount that you can march in a day, and then you rest so you can march again tomorrow. And you know, a good day has a rhythm where you start in a certain way. So you get yourself in a work mode. If you don't have a commute, you figure out something else that makes you say, well, now I'm in work mode. Uh, You set a reasonable number of breaks during the day to replenish your energy um, when you know that your energy will flag. And then at the end of the day, you have some way of acknowledging that the day is done. If you are not commuting home, it needs to be something else, either that you've checked the last thing off your to-do list, or you have some sort of end of day ceremony for yourself that you know, okay, I have done what I set out to do. Tomorrow is another day. I'm going to rest. I'm allowed to relax, even if I can see my workspace from the rest of my house.
0: When I don't have that kind of uh, list of, of meaningful things or things that I want to accomplish for the day, I end up feeling aimless. I end up feeling like uh, unproductive and I feel bad. And The other part of this is those are the days, all these days are a challenge for me. I never know when to end, but it's those days when I've been aimless all day that I don't know how to quit. Like I'm still trying to make something feel good before the end of the day. You write about that. I've never read that anywhere else. And that helped me so much because I've always told my husband for 20 years, I need a commute. I go from the office out to cook dinner. And my, I'm just tapped out. And so uh, during this time with everyone, I've been ending when my list is done. And I, I haven't been doing the stuff for the next day. And I've been ending a half hour before those yahoos are out. And so I can just like walk around the house or go out with the dog or just do something to disconnect from one life and move into the other. And it's helped me a whole lot.
1: Yeah, a lot of people do need some sort of boundary uh, in order to let their brains know that they can stop work at this point. And if you don't have something like that, it's very easy to half work and half surf the web late into the night and you are not getting anything done, but you are not relaxing either. And so it is the worst of all possible worlds. Whereas with a commute, like at some point you're done, like you're not going to sleep at the office. So the day does end, even if it's late, it does have an end. And and so, yeah, putting some sort of end on your day is really helpful for a lot of people as they're trying to learn how to work well from home.
0: And I think that brings us to the simply start segment of the episode where we talk about one thing we can do today to help us adapt to this change or make it work better for us. And, and I think that's it. Simply start. Put a start on your day and put an end on your day. Now, to me, this can apply even when you have household chores. I mean, I can get caught up, you know, on the weekends puttering all day long. And that doesn't feel restful to me because I don't love housework. I don't love that part of it. So whatever you want to accomplish for the day, make a list of that focused effort, and have a start and an end time. You can do that today, right? Just because your office is in the back bedroom doesn't mean you have to stay in it all day long. Simply start, have a starting time, have an end time, and take regular breaks throughout the day to recharge. And and that's been the benefit of having my daughter at home. Honestly, I, I try to combine my breaks when she's out a break from school. And I'll walk out and eat lunch with her or kind of putter while she's circulating. And that's been kind of a nice way for us to connect with those breaks.
1: Yeah, that's a really great idea. Um, and, you know, obviously having lots of family members around can, in fact, be distracting, but it can also be fun. It gives a built in social right. break to the day. So, you know, timing your lunch breaks to other people or um, what I've been doing, one of my kids has what they call PA time, it's physical activity time is a break in the afternoon, which is good because you need it. Um, (laughs) But she and I, she and I walk laps around outside in the backyard. And it's good to you know, I need to do something to take a break anyway. So I may as well time it to when she has one as well.
0: Yeah, I think I think PA breaks are a good idea too. And and my daughter has that through school. And I'm like, man, I've been bad about that. I get I get so stuck behind my desk because I like what I'm doing. So I'll get into it, and I'll I have to remind myself to get up and move my body, also as a way of disengaging.
1: Very smart to do.
0: One thing you talk about in uh, your materials, and, and I'm I'm pretty sure I read this in some of your other stuff too. And we have talked about it a lot on. The podcast, but those are small wins, and you touched on earlier about making progress the importance of incremental progress in your day um, that really helps us keep going and be more productive doesn 't it
1: yeah there 's been some research in this. Um, uh, some researchers uh, looked at thousands of diaries kept um, by research subjects in the courses of their work day, and when were people happiest and most engaged. And it was inevitably when they were making what they called these small wins. Like they set out to get a tiny bit of a project done and they did. And people felt Mm -hmm. incredibly satisfied when they did that. And then they would set another goal and make that. And you know, when work was organized this way, when managers set, you know, these small, but these doable, but challenging goals as you were saying, and then people got them done. uh, That sense of progress made people feel happy about their work, made them feel motivated to continue and so as much as possible as you can set your life up to get a series of small wins you will feel unstoppable and and i know that a lot of people like no no i should aim huge you know set big goals like even if you if you shoot for the moon and miss you would land among the stars or other such (laughs) uh you know motivational posters and I would say, I, I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. I think you're better off taking it like, okay, we're going to go this mile and then we're done. And we're going to go this mile and then we'll are we're see how we're doing. And because when you keep setting these small expectations and you meet them, you get this idea of yourself as the kind of person who succeeds, right? You, you're a yeah. winner. You're winning over and over and over again. And when you feel like you are a winner, you can do pretty amazing stuff.
0: I have always been a shoot for the moon kind of person and it didn't work for me. You know, about five (laughs) years ago, I was constantly overwhelmed by my own goals. Like, you know, I would have, well, and then I want to do this, and then I want to do this, and then, and nothing was happening. So I restructured to this idea of small wins, incremental progress, a a couple things that are must-dos, and that doesn't mean they're not challenging, but it just means I might take on 20 minutes of a chapter instead of writing the whole book in a day, you know, or attempting that. I wake up every morning and I make my bed, and that is a silly thing but it sure has changed the way I feel about my day because look at me, I'm already moving, you know? And um, I think that's a huge thing. Find your small win, find the thing and and then take a minute and, and celebrate that. Like, look, it's 10 o'clock and I've already done this, or it's eight o'clock and I've already done this because I think all those little incremental pieces of progress, all those small wins really help us get to the moon eventually, if that's what we're focused on. Every show, we have a Simply Nifty segment, and it's where I share something, one of my favorite things, and, and a practice or an idea or an item that has helped make my life better. Today, I want to highlight your book, The New Corner Office. Um, and I also want to send people to your Before Breakfast podcast, because I'm a firm believer in how you start the day, the rituals of the morning, or your routines. I don't think there are a lot of wrong answers to the things we're talking about, but I think it's important to know what your answers are so you get up and, and get going and get that rhythm that we talked about. So everybody check out the new Corner Office. You can get it on Amazon. I uh, You have it on your website, Laura? Can people Laura find Vanderkam. you there? Com, yeah. Laura Vanderkam. And Vanderkam is V-A-N-D-E-R-K-A-M. And you can connect. She has a couple of great podcasts, but check out the Before Breakfast it look The ones I've heard have been like five-ish minutes. Do they go longer than that?
1: That's pretty much what they are. Yeah. It's between four and six minutes almost always. Yes. Yeah. It's
0: a good way to start the day. It'll rev you up, give you time to think about something that maybe you haven't thought about in a way before and you can use during your day. Simply Nifty. Check out Laura's book, The New Corner Office. And her podcast, you can get the book on Amazon and find Laura at lauravandercam.com. So thank you for being here. I think this is super helpful. I think it's smart to write about it now and help so many people with this. I imagine this is a work in progress for most people, right? They're going to evolve and, and find their own stride as they go along. Do you see that happening? Yeah. I mean, working from home is a
1: skill. I I don't know why this seems surprising that people should just know how to do it automatically. But I mean, I think back to when I first was working from home and it was not automatic at all. I had to learn how to structure my days and learn how to feel like I was getting stuff done, even if there wasn't a commute involved and manage uh, my own time and the rhythms and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I think, a lot of people were just plunged into that. They didn't choose it. I chose it. You know, A lot of people didn't choose it. And so anything that you are plunged into overnight that you haven't chosen is going to be a challenge. But what's also really cool is how many people have risen to the occasion, how many organizations have learned to manage, learn to celebrate accomplishments, learn to keep people engaged uh, in this new remote work. And I, I think that this will really be a great thing as as life gets back to normal that people have rethought how they work and that's not really a bad thing.
0: I think you're exactly right. I chose to do it also and I've had to adapt as years have gone on. You know, I started before I was married and then I got married and that's a new rhythm I had to find. And then you have children and whatever it is, you have to find your own stride. And I think that's a huge point. It's a skill. It's something we get better at with practice, but be deliberate in your practice. Think about what's working. And if you're spending a lot of time at the desk and getting very little done or not feeling satisfied or feeling stressed out all the time, maybe it's time to take a look at the reason for the work that you're doing, the reason behind, the why behind the projects, and the way you're using your time there. Maybe it's time for a break. Very
1: true.
0: Laura, thanks for being here. You can find me, Polly Campbell, at PL Campbell on Twitter, or uh, hit me up on Facebook on my Polly Campbell author page. You can also sign up for the newsletter there. This has been a fun conversation and a helpful one. Thanks, Laura take care and remember if we adapt and learn how to find our rhythm in the day that's going to help us all live well do good and be happy are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to The Nature-Backed Podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us, from renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to The Nature-Backed Podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed.
1: Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day?